Hello and welcome to the High View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. I'm your host, Tyler Sweat, an associate pastor here at High View Church, and today I am joined by Chad Williams and Josh Hildebrandt. Gentlemen, it's good to be sitting around the table with you to record a podcast. How are you guys doing? Great. Glad to be here. Looking forward to it. Doing well. Good. It's been a wonderful day. We're excited to, to be gathered around to once again record another episode of the High View Church podcast. Uh, thankful to all of our listeners who have been approaching me on Sunday, hey, uh, requesting copies of Rediscover Church. Um, just to let all of our listeners know, we are still giving away some copies of this really helpful book that we're talking through on the podcast. So if you would like to claim your copy, um, you can just come up to me at church and let me know you're listening to the podcast. Also, we would highly encourage you to go leave us a rating and a review on uh, Apple Podcast or wherever it is that you listen to uh, to these podcasts. Also, just go find Hive Church and, and pump us up. Share us with your friends. If you enjoy being a part of Hive Church, let the people know. Um, that's good stuff. So, uh, gentlemen, today we are jumping back into our discussion of the book Rediscover Church. And today our chapter is approaching a topic that we um, we talk about a lot here at Highview, uh, something that we do quite regularly, uh, week by week. Uh, we have an opportunity on Sunday mornings to preach the Word, uh, to preach God's Word to His people. So today we are looking at chapter number four, which asks the question, why are preaching and teaching central? And uh, as we've been doing at the beginning of these episodes, I want to read through our definition uh, that we're exploring in this book of what a church is, and then point out the the statement that we're going to be unpacking today. So here is our definition for a church. A church is a group of Christians who assemble as an earthly embassy of Christ's heavenly kingdom to proclaim the good news and commands of Christ the King, to affirm one another as his citizens through the ordinances, and to display God's own holiness and love through a unified and diverse people in all the world, following the teaching and example of elders. So today we're going to be unpacking the statement that we are existing as a church to proclaim the good news and the commands of Christ the King. So guys, uh, go ahead and tell us uh, kind of your thoughts. Why is preaching and teaching so important? Yeah, I'll jump in first. I know we'll probably have a, a lot to say about both of those things. Um, I think it's just critical to the Christian life. I think it's it's one of the ways um, God has designed us to grow in grace. Um, there's so many things that happens in a person's heart when they hear the Word of God taught. Um, you know, it's, um, it's a wonderful thing to read God's Word. Um, and I think there's, you know, obviously there's an element of Christian growth that is is around God's word, but uh, reading God's word. But when you have another person um, proclaim God's word to you, there's almost like a prophetic element to it, where where God is, you know, speaking to you through that person. And and I think it hits your heart a little bit different. I think that conviction um, can come. We we sometimes has a, have a tendency when we're reading God's word to soften the blow. Um, you know, of, of our of our own weaknesses. And so when you have another person declare God's word to your heart, it hits more like a hammer. Um, and it can it can even heal more. You know, I think there's times we protect ourselves from the healing of God's word. So, um, you know, I, I think um, just faithfully preaching through God's word uh, is, is, is so important for an individual's just growth in grace. And there's so many other reasons, but that's one. Mm. Yeah, I mean, throughout the entire Bible— 
the people of God are formed by God speaking. Yep. So, in other words, um, and that, that's the whole truth. Still holds true today. Uh, the only reason preaching and teaching matters at all is because the word matters. Mm. Like the just yeah. just preaching itself or yeah. teaching itself is is not what's really central. Yeah. The word is central to the people of God. The word of God and the people of God are are always uh, synonymous and, and connected in both testaments. Yeah. And so even in the chapter, we talk a little bit about the whole concept of thus says the Lord, mm-hmm. that, that, that yeah. dynamic. Um, it's true. So from the very beginning, the people of God have been, have been assembled by and formed by the word of God. And so uh, it reminds me actually of that first uh, opening verse of uh, the book of Hebrews. Mm-hmm. Uh, long ago, many times, many ways, God spoke to the, to his people through the prophets and so on and so forth. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, 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 but today he speaks, uh, through Jesus, right? Yeah. And so we're his body, we're his church. And so he speaks to his people. Um, Jesus speaks to his people through the preached gospel. Um, and, uh, and so it's consistent with the entire, uh, scripture. Uh, the people of God have always been shaped by, assembled by, formed by, sent by the right. word of God. And uh, so, so preaching and teaching is central because the word must be right, and that's that's exactly where the author begins this chapter as he he actually quotes Paul, who's discipling a young pastor Timothy. He tells him to preach the word, to be ready in season and out of season, reproving, rebuke, exhort uh, with complete patience and teaching. Um, he makes a good point that ultimately preachers like preachers don't have authority in and of themselves. Um, they're not given this authority by a, um, a particular position or uh, because they have, you know, great rhetorical giftings that they, they can just move a crowd. Um, he even goes on in mentioning like preachers don't have authority when they're reviewing the latest Netflix series. They don't have authority if they're asking, you know, if you're asking them for re- restaurant recommendations, they don't have authority if they're sharing their thoughts on the latest conspiracy th- theory they saw on Facebook. Ultimately the authority of the pastor, the preacher comes from the authority of God's word, um, preaching and sharing what, what that is. So here at Highview church, uh, we, we try to have a, a, truly a high view of scripture. We talk about that a lot. It's in our core commitments um, that we're ruled and shaped by God's word. How do we go about preaching the word, making that central here at high view? Well, I think the, the first and foremost, uh, you know, we're talking about preaching being central, really the word being central is that that authority you're talking about that a preacher has being tied to the word um, your, um, your authority is, it's tied to the word, but how does, what does that look like specifically? It means that insofar as you are connected to the word and actually teaching the word, yeah, yeah, you have authority. Right. Right. But so little of preaching in the modern church is that it's, it's, it's wildly disconnected from the text. So therefore it's probably not as authoritative as people right. w- would think. So that would even, <laughs> even be saying like, just because you're saying things about your thoughts on the scripture. Right. Doesn't mean that those thoughts have authority. Correct. The whole, what does this mean to you? Right. It's not authoritative. What does this mean? Right. What does this say is authoritative. So if the preacher doesn't have any, um, intrinsic authority, um, then the only authority he has is, is when he properly communicates. Right. right. God's word mm-hmm. and the, the there's authority in that. So, so that's why the handling of the word is so important. That's why the preaching of the word is so important. That's why the teaching of the word is so important because if you're not teaching what God is teaching through his word, yeah. 
then you have no authority. Right. You're just a guy yeah. blabbing about, you know, there's like a 40-minute a, a running commentary on whatever. Um, and so one of the ways we protect ourselves from from that dilemma, from that, that situation, is we preach through books of the Bible. Right. And uh, we've talked about expositional preaching and sequential expositional preaching on this podcast quite a few times. Right. Um, but uh, But... That's one way we guard ourselves um, to to keep us connected to the word, to keep us so. So therefore, um, if we are as preachers tied to the word and we are faithfully preaching and teaching it, mm-hmm. then then we should have more authority as, as preachers. Yeah. Um, but if we ever stop doing that, we we lose authority mm-hmm. because we're, we're the, the authority is ultimately not in us. Yeah, I think it. You know. Pastor Chad mentioned we preach, we preach exegetically, you know, sequentially through the scriptures, and um, one of the reasons we 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 do that is because we want to value God's word above ours. And you know, without a doubt, when when we get up into the pulpit, you know, our main goal is to um, to not to not say what our own thoughts are in our own words, but to faithfully proclaim what God's word says. Mm-hmm. And I think when you preach expositionally. You're you're putting your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Like God's words matter more than our thoughts on the particular topic of the right. day. Right. And it's you know by default we're, we we think our words are so very important. Mm-hmm. We all love ourselves a lot, you know. Right. And so um, in preaching, I think preaching exegetically forces the preacher to continually remember that God's word is kind of the the centerpiece of what we're communicating this morning, not our thoughts on any particular topic. Right. Um, you know who had a lot to say about this issue? Martin Luther. Yeah. Um, just coming fresh off of a, a series we've been talking through with our students on the five solas of the Reformation. That idea of scripture alone, sola scriptura, um, was was really uh, a key fundamental doctrine that has shaped the Protestant church. It's kind of led to where we're at today. The reason we're sitting in a room talking about the centrality of scripture is because those guys, the reformers, really held that value high. And it was in response to a Catholic church that was basically saying, yeah, scripture has authority. But so does this pope and this mm-hmm. bishop, and they they can speak um, kind of from their own authority, and it carries the same weight as um, as the scripture. In as far as this is what God is saying is what, right. whatever is coming out of my mouth. Um, in addition to scripture, it kind of has the same weight. Um, now, maybe that not, might not be the same dynamic we're dealing with today. But what are some ways you guys see kind of in the church today, uh, kind of across the board, not necessarily in our church, but um, across the, the board, um, what are some ways that we see churches mishandling Scripture? Yes, so what we, we forget is the intrinsic authority that comes from God's Word. And then we have a, a delegated kind of authority, as long as, like Pastor Chad said, as we're communicating that Word. But one of the things I think that we miss is we believe that communicating helpful tips from the Bible, yeah. um, you know, um, good ideas, lessons for life, cloaked in a Christian message is the same thing as the authoritative word of God. And it's, it's not, Mm. um, that doesn't mean that that's a bad message or that it's not helpful, Mm. but that's not the same thing as sitting under the preached word. And, you know, and so uh, it does a different thing to your heart. You know, one is sharper than any two edged sword and it's dividing soul and spirit, judging the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And another one helps me think about how I might structure my morning. Like there's a little bit of a difference. Right. Right. I think one of the things that we have to constantly wrestle with 
as the American church is on the topic of preaching being central and the preacher being central. Those are two mm. different things. Yeah. Um, and when the preacher is central, you're going to build a personality cult. Uh, we've seen a lot of, of those on big scales, but they happen in little ways too. I mean, some of the most cult like, like, like intense personality cults in churches I've ever yep. seen are, the, are some of these, like there's 40 people in a, in a church, you know, like some country church yeah. where there's like yeah. this Pope type figure who, you know, um, so, um, trying to, to constantly wage war against a preacher central preaching ministry or church mm -hmm. and preaching central. Those are two totally different things. Yeah. yeah. Um, one is based on the intrinsic authority of the word of God. That's the preaching. Uh, and then the preacher based or the preacher centric mm -hmm. model is based on the personality right. of a man. So you got right. authority of God on one hand, personality of man on the other. Right. And so uh, that's something we just have to constantly ask hard questions about. Um, it's something that leading the preaching team here at Hyvie Church, I, I wrestle with this all the time, mm. um, that there's a method to the madness in how we schedule and how we plan and yeah. those kind of things. Mm. I think you've yeah. done a really good job with that, though, because, I mean, you know, to give you some props, you know, everyone would, would say you're a great preacher, you're gifted at it, and it would be real easy for you to, to build up, you know, just a following around the gifting. Um, but you've done an excellent job of, of allowing other people to inhabit the pulpit. And when that, you know, whoever it is, whatever preacher is doing that, um, it, it's not, um, it's not anything less that Sunday morning, like God is still there and ready to speak as, as long as there's a faithful servant that's willing to do that. You know, it, it, I can't remember who said this. It might've been Spurgeon. I'm not sure, but, um, you can help me with the quote, but, um, they may preach the gospel better, but they can't preach a better gospel. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And and yeah. so, you know, to the extent that someone gets up and faithfully preaches God's word, mm -hmm. the spirit then is going to apply that to the hearts of the people. And it, and it, it doesn't really depend on the, the talents of the man at that point. Right. Um, there's another kind of key, key point of the book. And we talked about this a little bit last week in the, uh, the necessity of gathering together. What do you guys see as like the, the importance of or the blessing of the benefit of gathering together regularly in person under biblically faithful preaching. What, what is the the blessing of being in person together? Um, as the, the author kind of talks about just being able to experience opening our Bibles together, yeah. hearing the word preached. How do you guys, let me just make it personal. How do you guys benefit from that? I think that one of the main uh, benefits of gathering in person is it puts your heart in a posture of submission. In mm. other words, this is not, I'm going to pull up my podcast at the most convenient time and listen to a really good sermon that I really jive on. No, this is inconvenient yourself. Wake up in the morning, get dressed, go to the gathering, sit in the seats, posture mm. your heart in front of the word, whether you feel like it or not. And it does something with putting yourself in a disposition of submission under the word, where you're hearing and learning from it. Yeah. Um, there have been many Sunday mornings where I have been sitting in the congregation restless. Maybe that's a good way to put it. Just maybe wanting to be somewhere else, ready to, to get home and sit on my couch. And in those moments where I'm, I'm hearing a sermon preached, I have that, your heart needs to sit under this. You need to listen. Yeah. That discipline of doing that, I think, is so important just for 
growth over the, the weeks and the months and the years in the Christian life. That adds up to a mature Christ follower. Mm. Yeah, I think the importance of live in-person preaching is fundamentally about like what is being communicated mm-hmm. by the preacher standing before the congregation. Yeah. Um, it's a reminder that the gospel is a message that is a, an incarnational message. Yeah. That it's, about, it's about Jesus coming physically to earth with mm-hmm. good news. Yeah. And when a, a pastor is standing before the congregation, there is a tangible reminder mm. that Jesus came to actually be with people and to, to actually tell them good news. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's what it's mm, communicating. It's he, he, he didn't, you know, film a zoom. Uh, he didn't, you know what I mean? Like he, he actually came to, to earth in the flesh. And I know too, like for me, I mean, there's no, I'll just say it. There's no comparison yeah. to, to hearing a sermon, sitting in a congregation and, and hearing a sermon online. Um, there's, there's no comparison yeah. because there is a dynamic with the, with the people of God are assembled under the word of God. There is an electricity in that, mm-hmm. that is really, truly tangibly like affecting you spiritually as you're listening. Yeah. It is different. It is completely different. And when I hear the the amens or or I I hear the mm, you know, kind of yeah. like, you know, yeah. th- there's there's something else we're doing this together. It's a live living breathing moment. Mm-hmm. And it's a really yeah. deeply spiritual moment. And it, it's like it's like praying with someone over the phone versus you know, being mm-hmm. in the floor praying with someone in person. It's just a completely different experience and it has a different level of spiritual depth and vitality right. that it's providing you yeah. as well. And so it's just a totally different experience. And uh, so that's from the audience standpoint, but from the preaching standpoint, mm. it, it's, it's, it's another, it's a totally different. I mean, I remember when we were doing the online stuff for a little bit and preaching to a camera just and, right into the camera. Oh, lens. It's, just, yeah. it's, 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 it's a, it's, it's just not what right. we do. Right. It's not. What yeah. We do. Because I mean, just what the, the text we were reading earlier from second Timothy um, he says to reprove, rebuke, exhort with complete patience and teaching. It's hard to rebuke a camera, right? right. It's hard to, right. to exhort, uh, you know, a tripod stand and you know do so with patience. You know, that kind of it, it really is. It, it relies on a connection to other people, to a congregation. Yeah, right? in that moment, the, the there are moments where when you're preaching. Um, in a congregation where the Lord will impress certain things on you from that right. text, or it's just a living, breathing moment, and it's for these people um, that God has a word for these people in this place, in this moment, yeah. and it's just a powerful, yeah. you can't manufacture that. Right, and that's one of the things I would say, Like, and obviously, you know, kind of the, the caveat to all this is you know, we have sermons online, we record them, we post them, of course. Um, you know, and we have all been helped by pastors and Absolutely. preachers that we only have been ex- accessed by digital means, by online, listening to podcasts, listening to, and we, we get all that. Um, but I can tell you, for me, there's a... There's a value because I, I have the the honor and the privilege of being able to get up and take, you know, have a few opportunities to, to preach here at Highview. Um, but more, most of the time I'm in the congregation. I get to, to to participate with the gathered church. And from my perspective, it it's easier, you know, when I'm listening to a sermon that maybe, you know, if I'm listening to a podcast, um, I can turn it off if I want to. I can move on to another guy that I like. I can whatever. Um but in when you're gathered with the people, there's a higher probability that you're going to receive some sort of correction 
some sort of rebuke that you might not otherwise do if you're self feeding. If you're, if you know, I think most of us, we've pretty much learned how to encourage ourselves from God's word or listen to the guys that, that speak to the things we like um, or speak to the things that we need to or want to hear. But rarely do we go out and seek the things that we need to hear. And sometimes those things happen uh, when we're not expecting it, when we're in the gathering together and we get that special conviction um, that we're not going to get if we're looking up, you know, a sermon title about, oh, let me listen about this particular topic that I like or, Right. That, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, right? it does. Another thing that's great about um, faithfully coming to your church and hearing God's word, um, because I think there's even a difference between like, let's say you go to a big conference and you hear a sermon. Well, you know, maybe that's better than online, but that's not the same thing as mm-hmm. hearing a church from your pastor in the context of the covenant community you're with. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, just faithfully submitting and hearing God's word, there's a, a skill set that you can grow in where we're so used to on demand content where we find our favorite speaker. Mm-hmm. But sometimes on a Sunday morning in the middle of your little town, you don't have some conference level ready speaker. What you have is a guy that, that stutters a little bit, but he's going to explain God's word the best he can. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it, it, I think it's a helpful disposition mm-hmm. to learn to sit there yeah. and, and to um, to desire God's word, I think of the scripture, you know, like a, a deer longs for streams of living water. Mm-hmm. You know, a deer that's thirsty and really longing for God's word, he's not too picky. He's going he's gonna to take and, and mm-hmm. receive that. And so I think there's a disposition that, that yeah. we need to grow in where we sit under God's word and we learn how to listen yeah. and learn how to receive. Yeah. Um, a part of, of this chapter, too, is talking about the importance of not just preaching, but also uh, teaching. The idea that there needs to be uh, the word... Uh, preached in that that particular environment on Sunday morning, but also just the regular teaching of God's word going on throughout the other ministries. Like we have uh, here at Highview, we have Highview Kids, Highview Students, uh, we have small groups that are doing this this work of teaching. Uh, that are continuing to share uh, through God's word through particular curriculums. And I love this particular section in here in uh, in the chapter. Uh, if you got your free copy and you're following along, it's on page sixty two um, of of Rediscover Church. Um, but he talks about the movement of God's word through the church. And I thought this was particularly helpful because we've talked about this here at Highview. Is is that ultimately yes, we have guys who are called, equipped, and gifted preachers, but that doesn't mean that there aren't other people in the church. And I mean, particularly disciples should be making disciples and that carries with it the responsibility of teaching God's word to someone else. Um, so this is the way the author puts it. Um, he says to think about the work of the word in a church through at least four movements. Number one, the preacher brings the word for the whole church. That would be the Sunday morning preaching opportunity, uh, that gathering. Number two, the church members respond by taking God's word into their mouths and their hearts through the singing and corporate prayers. Um, so there's a response, right? There's there's worshiping going on. There's and, and even in those opportunities, we're we're teaching about God's word. We're singing truths that we believe are are true uh, to one another to encourage one another. Uh, number three, then all members of the church teach the word to themselves. Tell and I want us to stop there um, and talk about that for a minute. What what does that mean to like? Teach the Bible to yourself. So, like, we have opportunities where guys will, you know, stand up on the stage and teach us. Uh, we have small groups. So, like, but what's what's the importance of reminding ourselves, teaching ourselves about or, or from the Word, sharing the gospel with ourselves? Yeah, I mean, I think you you can hear a sermon, and um, you know, you you know right away that it's convicting, 
Um, it's a word that hits your heart, but then you got to go and you got to live your week. Yeah. You got to actually interact with those conviction points. Mm. And then you have a moment. Are you going to, to be, as James says, a doer of the word? Are you going to just be a hearer? You know, you, you yeah. see yourself in the yeah. mirror when the, the, the pastor preaches the sermon, are you going to go away and forget what you look like? Are you going to teach yourself? Right. You know, and, and that's the way I think of it, you know, um, throughout the week you you open up the passage that the pastor preached on and you read it again and and you go a little bit deeper and okay what he said there how does that apply to me specifically mm. and what is god saying to me about this and um you know i i think there's a lot of application moments that we can um take with us from you know hearing the preach word yeah yeah for me it's uh, a lot of it's wrestling with the text in in sermon prep too just mm. just really yeah, that's a great point really yeah. wrestling with it um i don't think you you can preach it with with power without until you've really preached that text to yourself mm. um and, yeah. and dealt with it um and i think from a preaching standpoint too there's a lot you can learn by doing that that translates in in how you communicate it to the mm. church yeah um as you're preaching to yourself uh, through the week, there's a lot of observations and, and points of application that arise out of how you're applying it yourself. And uh, and then those things can be, you know, you're kind of hitting on nerves as you're preaching it to yourself that you can then kind of turn around and go, well, th- I think this will affect other people as well. I think other people living in similar circumstances or wrestling with similar things, and it, it teaches you a lot about how uh, – how the text will affect other people. So, yeah. yeah, there's also an element of good Bible teaching allows you to read other parts of your Bible accurately, right? Mm-hmm. So, so maybe you're here yeah. and you, and you hear something that that corrects a bit of your theology. Well, now when you're in your devotional time, you know, you're going to be able to read God's word with a clearer lens. You know, yeah. so I, I think good Bible teaching leads to good Bible reading. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I wanted to mention this, um, not to, to name any any names, but uh, um, it was a really cool thing to see on our even on our social media this week. We had somebody that uh, commented on one of our posts um, from the, this week's this past week's sermon. I mentioned, or I just mentioned, hey, what was your favorite thing about the the, the worship service? And uh, we had a response, a comment that said, "I love the sermon because I was tempted to do you know to do the thing that the sermon was kind of tell, teaching against, um, but then I remembered." the teaching. I remembered what was preached at church and that kind of reminding yourself of what God's word says, reminding yourselves of what we've been uh, growing through together as a, as a church um, really does impact that day-to-day life. Like that's one of the, the bridges we hope to see happen from Sunday morning to the rest of the week is being impacted by remembering and then living out the application of the, the truths that we're gathering around. How can you know when a church is 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 when when preaching and teaching is central in in the life of church. It's a good question. How, how can I mean? What do you what what, what are something to, things of, to look for? One of the most encouraging things for me about Highview Church that I've seen, and I saw this 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 last year, was our church getting pumped up. Not when we announced a new event or a new ministry, we announced we were starting a new series in the Bible, and our church was pumped about Just, it. Yeah, because ecstatic. they've they've grown um, accustomed to walking through God's word, a book, and and growing from yeah. it, and, and yeah. they they like what that 
feels like. They like mm-hmm. maturing in Christ. And so what's our next journey? What's our next adventure? Yeah, I'm already getting asked that. And we just started Daniel. <laughs> I'm like, Not even halfway through yet. You know? I, 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 I think it's when people connect to the word of God is like medicine. It's like Jesus says, it's the bread mm-hmm. of life. Yeah. You know, I, I have food that you don't know about. And once you start to connect that to a people, it's not programs. It's we're here for God's word. Yeah, yeah. There's the, yeah already already being asked. Like, what's 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 next after Daniel? We're like, yeah. settle down. We just started right. Daniel. I don't even well, know. If you're yet. already asking Which, that in Daniel. Wait till you get to the end of Daniel. You'll really be. You'll really be. <laughs> They're asking, really be like, right, what are we, be over? <laughs> what are we getting to next? <laughs> Song of Solomon. Oh gosh, <laughs> maybe, maybe that would be a be, be a good thing to do. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got some ideas. Do you? Oh yeah, I got some ideas. Oh, I know you do. Mm. Yeah, as far as next book, I start. I usually, I, I usually start thinking about next book, not too long into the pre, especially many, if this is a shorter book. Do you know this off the top of your head? How many books have we gone through so far? Mm. I think it's. Um, so in January will be nine years. Yeah, I think we're on like maybe, maybe maybe ten, eleven books, mm. something like that. That's it's awesome. it's it's something like that. Only fifty six to go. So that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was I you was pick up the pace if you want to finish the Bible, man. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, yeah. Um, I was I was telling these guys uh, recently. I was I'm coming up on two hundred fifty sermons. That's awesome at Hivey Church. And uh, Pastor Terry was like, "Who cares? That's I, great. I, I did that in a year. You. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's good stuff. I'm, I'm that is really really cool to see to be a part of a church that does place such a um, a high um, view. Excuse me, high view. I keep keep going back to that. I need to come up with something else to say. Um, but just a high value on on preaching, and it really is. It's kind of one of those. I mean, you hear this. Maybe it's a little cliche of that. What you win them with, you win them to. Yeah. What you win them to, you win them with. Whatever yeah. it is, however that goes. Or uh, you got to keep them with that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm fine with that. If we're bringing people in because we're preaching God's word, and that's what's bringing them in, uh, then we're more than willing to continue doing that to to sustain and continue to help people grow. One of the things I'm glad that we do here, and I enjoy this, uh, being a part of one of our gospel community groups, is that we kind of have further discussion on the sermons, unpacking them, talking about applications, you know, talking about questions that we had. Um, Those have been really encouraging things for me because in most of the, most of the churches I grew up in, the preaching moment kind of happens and you're like good sermon pastor. And then you either move on to the next week or you're more like you really disengage from whatever you just heard. Um, But I love the fact that we get to, to go into our small groups and, um, have some further unpacking, some personalized kind of application and um, really kind of making sure we're living those things out as a church body uh, on that smaller scale. Well, I think for, for churches that preach the books of the Bible, and I definitely see this at Highview, um, there is a, um, everything the, 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 the sermons week to week are not just um, one more aspect of church life. Yeah. They're kind of the fountain of church life. Mm-hmm. So everything is flowing downhill from that ser- right. that service right. on Sundays at Hy-Vee. and it's kind of always been that way. Mm-hmm. Like it's always yeah. been it like absolutely has yeah. If you're yeah. not kind of a part of that Sunday at Highview, you really missed Highview. Well, it, it's yeah. it's it's marching orders. Um, it's it's how we're going to live our lives. You know, your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path, and. You know, uh, preaching exegetically, you might think, oh, I'm just going to come and get a story. And right. what's it really going to have to do with my life? But we found it to be the exact opposite. Like mm. when we just faithfully preach to the scripture, 
we we see that you know mm-hmm. um, the word of God is applicable to our lives, you right? Know, for for proof and training, instruction, every word is breathed out by God for that. Yeah. I've gotten to where I see now when I look back at at high view, like periods of time since we're we're in a book and we're 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 just all in on this book for periods of time. It's like now I kind of see periods at high view associated with a book. That's such such a good point. Yeah. Like I know so, exactly I'm like, what you mean. oh yeah, I remember that we were in Exodus. We walked that period. That, that, yeah. that, cool the years concept. kind of blur together, but yeah. I I can distinctly remember seasons of church life connected specifically to one book of the Bible. Mm. That's beautiful, and I think our members can do that, and that's why there's a a connection back to that question, yeah. a connection to their life and the word, because that was their food during that time. Yeah. That's yeah, what and, sustained and them. During and that I've time. also uh, we had a uh, we've talked about this um, before, but uh, I've also noticed that um, members of Highview connect when they came to Highview by what book we were in yeah. at that mm. time. A lot of times, yeah. Um, and, and so you know, from a, for example. Um, Hebrews will all like when I think post COVID, like when we came out of COVID, I'll always yeah. think about Hebrews. Yeah. Like the, the nine months, 10 months or whatever we were in that book will always for me be associated with when we came out of on the, like the other side of COVID was, was Jesus mm. speaks, you yeah. know, he, the book of Hebrews was there. You know, I always remember that. Yeah. Um, and so many, so many new people have come during that, you know, during that, that time and so it's just a different it, dispos- dispensations oh the gosh, hebrew dispensation it's a whole nother podcast oh no um well let me let me bring us back to this list of the movements of god's word because i think i want us to wrap up here uh where obviously we've seen that there is an opportunity for the preacher to bring god's word to the church the church to respond to that in the service as we sing together and pray uh, also to be teaching the word to ourselves but this fourth movement i think is really important and it kind of gets back to your question uh, pastor chad that um this fourth movement is that various members of the church teach the word to one another and to the next generation. So one of the one of the key things I think if we're going to to build a church that loves the the preaching and teaching of God's word, uh, they will become teachers themselves as they are filled through the example and the teaching of our elders and other staff who preach. Um, then we would want to see some fruit of that, which is the word being implanted into each of us. And then that shaping our lives and we're living in certain ways because of that. But then again, we want to see other people shaped by our example and other people shaped by our encouragements. Um, so that, that would be a fruit, I think, of, a, of a, health, a church that's has a healthy view of preaching is that there are members who are taking what they're learning and using that to disciple others, to shape uh, maybe their own children or uh, those that they're pouring into. Uh, what are some some ways you guys have seen that? Uh, be a blessing to the church uh, as people take God's word themselves and share it and teach it to others. Yeah. Well, I I think um, one of the things that's encouraging with that, um, you know, as you're striving for a church that's in community and people are spending time together and what you're wanting to see happen is, you know, iron sharpening iron. You're wanting to see discipleship relationships. And um, if inevitably what they're going to be encouraging one another with is what they've been feeding on. Yeah, you know, and so if, if they've been regularly, you know, hearing God's word, when they have those interactions that weren't planned, right? They were just hanging out yeah. together, yeah. doing life together. Some people like that phrase, some don't. But when they're just together, and and now there's a moment where, you know, there's some a spiritual interaction and a conversation. Well, what's going to come out is what's been going in, and and I think yeah. um, 
you know, I, I can tell you there have been many times where I've had direct conversations and then the, the encouragement that's come my way has been directly related to something from a sermon Pastor Chad said in Hebrews or something. And that's what I'm encouraged with by the congregation. So, you know, but if then again, if, if you're hearing from the pulpit just kind of self-help stuff, then, you know, that's what you're going to get too when you're walking in the context of life with the church. So I think it's what are we arming our people with? What are we putting in their hearts so that they can then massage that deeper, if you will, into the lives of mm-hmm. the con- you know yeah. their other members. See, I like to think about it like a marinade on a good steak, yeah. mm. right? You know, when you, you like steak? I love steak. So when you let it that piece soak. of meat sit in a marinade mm. overnight, mm. uh, it's going to soak what you, in. What do you marinate your steaks with? Uh, you put a little soy sauce. Mm. You put a little Worcestershire sauce. You put Wait. a little mustard. How did you pronounce that? Worcestershire. Is it cor- is that correct? You say, he said it correct. Yeah. Yeah. I never. Well, I always correct. add about three or four extra Worcestershire syllables. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> Sounds like somewhere Frodo used to live. But as it as it sits, as it dwells, as it dwells in that uh, that marinade, it becomes it becomes part of the flavor of the of the steak. Absolutely. So that's uh, now move back to church members away from yummy, tasty <laughs> pieces of meat. Um, it. It really it becomes this like you soak in the mm-hmm. the word and it becomes part of your flavor too like it becomes part of what what kind of impact you have on the world around you. Um, Absolutely, yeah. we are the aroma of Christ. You know, Scripture right. uses that language in the the gospel. It's the fragrance of death to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved right. of of life. Yeah, and now I'm hungry, so that's <laughs> that's great. Um, very good. Um, well, do you guys have any other final thoughts on? Why preaching and teaching is central to to the church. Um, I, I would yeah. say, um, if you're listening, um, you know, whatever church you're plugged into, um, hopefully you're a part of a, a Bible teaching church. If you're not, maybe talk to your pastor and and uh, you know encourage them um, towards that. Um, and if you're in a church that that's just not faithfully preaching God's word. Um, I'd encourage you to look for a church where you can hear God's word faithfully preached because you yeah. can't you can't be successful really in the, the Christian walk apart from um, God's word being applied to your heart. And that's not the only way that mm. God's word can be applied to your heart, but it is um, um, the primary way, I believe, that God uses um, to encourage his church. Yeah, I would I, I would amen all of that. Um, I would say that when we're talking about preaching, um What's most important is what we're preaching. Yeah. And um, know what to listen for. And, and, and just super quickly, listen for the gospel. Yep. Uh, are you hearing about the life, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus? Are you hearing about justification by faith? Are you hearing about mm. um, what his death accomplished for all those yeah. who trust and believe in him? Mm-hmm. Um, are you hearing those things in sermons? And then, two, is the the sermon about the scripture. Right. So is the sermon you're hearing about the scripture that is being cited or, or, yeah. or you know, so it's um, not just a launching point that you read a verse. Right. And Here's a verse. And then we're going to go, you know, yeah. we're over here. Right. Um, it's not that we have an issue with, um, with, with applic with the, with the idea of applic- applying God's word. Right. Right. Yeah. There's lots of, lots of wonderful application points. Yeah. Because even in our definition, it, it made it clear that that there's preaching or teaching of 
the good news, which is the gospel, but also right. of the commands of Christ. Hundred uh, percent. Those those things that we're to be shaped so, by. So those imperatives in, yeah. and those application points are essential if you're going to preach biblical messages. Yeah. You have to do that. Yeah. Um, the reformers had a you know their view of expositional preaching was read the text, explain the text, apply apply the text. Yeah. So uh, it's an important point, but there's got to be content to it. So so know what to listen for. Listen for the gospel. Listen yeah. for. Uh, to make sure that the point of the sermon is the point of the passage. Yeah. Um, and uh, and if you do that, um, I think you'll uh, you'll be on the right track uh, and know what to listen for. Very cool. Well, we are excited uh, to be a part of a church that does highly value preaching. We try to place it at the center of what we do. Now I got to go sermon uh, prep. Now you got to go prep a sermon for this week. That's right. Um, and just like Pastor Josh said, we do want to encourage any of you who are in our area. If you're in the West Georgia area, we would love to have you here on Sunday at Highview Church over in Villarica. You can find our information on our website, highview.tv, and we would love for you to come sit with us. Yeah, under come the ask preach word. Tyler about. Rediscover Church. Right. We, we had we, people take you up on it. Yeah. Sunday. We handed out a couple copies this Sunday. We have so many more. So please, <laughs> please, for the love of all that is holy. No, please come ask me for a copy of this book. We'd love to give you one absolutely free. Um, but also, you know, go find us, leave us a nice rating and a review. And again, we would love to interact with you more and uh, just to keep encouraging you with these podcasts. Um, and we will see you in the next one.